Hi, everyone. Janet McMorty here. This week's episode is brought to you by the Simcoe County Theatre Festival. Did you miss the opportunity to see me act in a play live last summer? That's okay, because you get to see it again this summer. I will be in the Simcoe County Theatre Festival once again this year. I am one of the leads in a play called Planet of the Apps, one of six plays part of the Simcoe County Theatre Festival. There is a play for any and all tastes, including a one-act opera, not the one I'm in, although that would be hilarious, a stoner comedy, not the one I'm in, looking forward to it though, a funeral home farce, and so much more. Running July 12th to the 23rd at the Five Points Theatre in Barrie, tickets can be bought online, www.theaterbythebay.com backslash festival. Link is in the show notes below, or you can old school call the box office, 705-735-9243. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Second Act Actors. I'm your host, Dr. Janet McMorty, and I'm still a medical doctor simultaneously trying to pursue a career in acting. (sighs) My guest this week is one of the most badass people I have had the privilege of virtually meeting, Sean Lawrence. I was virtually introduced to Sean from a mutual friend of ours, Andrew Butcher, a mutual virtual friend of ours, Andrew Butcher. Andrew Butcher, you may remember, he was on my show. He's a stunt performer and actor. He's part of the Royal Butcher family of stunt coordinators and stunt performers here in Canada. His dad, Randy Butcher, is a stunt coordinator. Andrew Butcher is a stunt performer, stunt coordinator, and actor. They have their own podcast together, and I love their podcast. I listen to every episode, and I heard Sean's episode of their podcast, and I said, Andrew, I need to interview this human being. He's the most badass person I've ever heard. I think their conversation together was like three hours long, and I listened to the whole darn thing. Sean is so cool, and you'll hear He has the coolest, coolest pathway to getting into acting. Oh my goodness. He has a career in law enforcement doing very badass things in law enforcement. He will describe them to you in this upcoming episode. He's been a celebrity bodyguard. He's now a stunt performer as well as pursuing a career in acting. Please enjoy, I'll say it again, the most badass person I've ever had the privilege of virtually meeting, Sean Lawrence. story. How did you get into this crazy acting business? Well, I got to go back a little bit. So uh, when I was uh, in a very, uh, one of the largest uh, police services in uh, Canada and uh, through the unit that I was attached to for pretty much almost 29 years of my career, uh, one of the specialties that I had was uh, being a bomb technician an explosive technician. And in the city where we, uh, the film industry is huge in Toronto. So on set, you have a lot of pyrotechnics and a lot of things explode and whatnot. So the city decided through um, experience, and unfortunately it wasn't that good experience. There were a couple of accidents going on uh, on sets uh, where they needed somebody uh, from the city, and I am a city employee, to be on set to make sure that everything is done properly. Like, you know, a, a lot of times on set with a pyrotechnic community, to save time, they'll build 
the explosive beforehand. Uh, let's say if they want to put something behind a door, the door is already built, right? Uh, just to save time. And, uh, and that's when accidents happen because nobody really monitors it. Uh, so one of my tasks at the beginning was to monitor this, these types of things uh, on sets and not only to protect the city in terms of liability, like say if a structure uh, blows up, there's some issues that we got to deal with, um, but also to protect the pyrotechnic community because um, they build something. And as you know, the director would say, uh, oh, I want bigger. I need something bigger, a bigger explosion, more car flips. Uh, more burning, uh, stuff like that, or more bullets. Um, so the pyrotechnic people, they don't want to lose their job. So they'll like, you know, so they would come to me and says, look, we don't feel comfortable doing this. And then I would go to the director or whoever's, you know, first AD or whatnot and say, buddy, this is not happening on my set. If you want to do this, if you force me, I'm closing the set down. And I had that power and we've done it a couple of times. It doesn't happen that often. But we're also there to protect the pyrotechnic community. So that's how I started uh, in the film industry. Um, but then through there, being on set, uh, I bumped into a few people that were set security. So they would be kind of looking after the A-listers, They, you know, in terms of security, fans, uh, whatnot, make sure everything's good with them when they're away from home spending time in the city. And so... I befriended some of them and they asked me, hey, would you like to be um, do close protection for A-listers, like a bodyguard in the normal world? And I said, uh, yeah, sure, why not? Something else to do, right? Like It's not like I'm doing everything else. I have a career with a tactical unit and uh, yeah, sure, bring it on, right? So I worked for a company from Los Angeles for um, probably I started about maybe eight years ago. And uh, so I was doing both at the same time. And I'm on set, and uh, and so so I was very comfortable on set. Um, and then I'm thinking, hmm, I can do that. I can do this. I can do that. So then I started getting into uh, doing uh, um, not background, what they would call, or extras. It would be special skills extra. So that means they would bring people from the outside that have a specific skill, like riding horses, which kind of, funny enough, I have that too. Um but um, because of my weapons experience, because of what I've done for, for so long, my whole career, um, why not have a real tactical officer, SWAT officer, do the roles of SWAT as opposed to bringing somebody else just to make it more authentic? And uh, so then the movie industry started doing that probably about uh, 12 years ago. Uh, so I said, sure. Uh, so I jumped into that, right? And so I started being more comfortable on camera. And then from there right into stunts and uh and that's where i met our 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 friend the butchers uh where um i did that for a while and then there was a really good show that came out that they were auditioning uh they they needed a SWAT team on this particular show i can say the show it's called mayor of kingstown great show season one was filmed all here and uh uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, funny, I just got off uh, 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 texting with uh, Hugh Dillon. I was just inquiring about maybe season three, right? But anyway, so yeah, so uh, I auditioned for that, and sure enough, I got it, and it was a fantastic experience to be a stunt actor on that show. Uh, I got a ton of camera time, um, but I wanted more. 
And uh, towards the end of season one, uh, which I wasn't really sure what was going to happen. We didn't know yet if season two was going to happen. Uh, there was a lot of rumors about that. And uh, I was talking to uh, a good friend of mine, Hugh Dillon, and he said, he actually said, Sean, why don't you just go full acting? And, uh, and, 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 and here we are. And that's, that's in a small intro as to how I got into acting. Uh, and, uh, and here I am. I, I, I uh, got an agent uh, uh, just after Christmas. Uh, she's great. Um, and, um, and yeah, so right, right there. And, you know, it's, it's, it's so challenging as you know, right. To, to break into the movie, the movie industry as actors. Um, but I'm working on it, but I still, you know, still developing my craft and, uh, and, uh, and all kidding aside, I think I'm damn good. You know, I'm really happy with it. And I still, I have an acting coach, really solid, uh, solid dude, Gemini winner, really good dude. Um, yeah, so here I am. That's how I got into acting. What was it about acting that made you say, like, I want to do this more? Like, were you an, a creative kid growing up? Like, what is it about acting that really drew you? You know, funny enough, I have, uh, and this is through my whole adult career, I've had a bit, a bit of a phobia being on stage in front of a crowd of 150 people. Like, let's say you're running a lecture. I didn't really feel comfortable, but you put me in front of a, 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 a well, phones or a lens, and I just open up, and I just love it. I just love, love the, you know, love the acting, the creativity. You know, as a kid, I used to always do plays, and you know, and so, so yeah. I just, uh, it's funny, like because when I was on this particular show, um, you know, what attracted me really into acting, other than I just love the creative side of things. I want my name on a chair. I want my name on a chair. I don't care what size name they put, but I want that name on a nice wooden chair. And yeah, that's uh, <laughs> one of those small goals, baby steps, right? Uh, but yeah, I just love. I just love acting. I just thought, you know, and it really opens. I don't know, like you know, probably with you too. Like it was different. You know, when I'm off camera, I'm a totally different person. But when I get on camera, just that switch goes on, and then I'm just like, poof. My wife doesn't believe, she still doesn't believe to this day, she didn't know me like this. She still thinks, I can't believe you're this guy when you're in front of a camera. It's kind of funny. But, but yeah, I just love it. It's yeah. funny, I remember, I remember my partner saying something very similar, right? Being like, this is, like, they were kind of, not freaked out, but just, like, more intrigued. Because they kind of knew me as doctor, athlete. But the creative part, which was always there, but we kind of tampered down because there were other priorities. You know, especially, mm -hmm. like, you know, the training that it takes to get to where I am. And I can only imagine the training it took to get to where you are in your other career. Um, you know, kind of requires you to blindfold yourself to the everything else. You know, just focus on this. Yeah, it did. Uh, uh, one of the other things that actually helped me with acting, uh, I, I'm, I'm one of the um, one of the negotiators for the city uh, when it comes to high risk incidents uh, in this big city of ours. Uh, and what that entails is, let's say, 
you know, somebody's having a crisis. You know, somebody doesn't want to live anymore. Somebody wants to jump off a bridge, a building. You know, the, things like that happen, right? And uh, and you have to speak to this person, um, uh, negotiate with him, and, and it could take anywhere from the, the shortest ones could be like maybe twenty minutes, and all the way to like fifteen hours. Yeah of talking and you cycle through I mean, you can't talk for 15 hours. Uh, but that's, uh, that, that, that's maybe the one thing that really helped me absorb, um, what it takes, uh, to be an actor is my negotiating skills. Hmm. Uh, because you're pretty much not that you're acting because you actually do have to listen to the person that's uh, in, in trouble, hmm. Uh, and try and resolve it. Uh, so not in the sense of that, but just to listen and have a dialogue with somebody in front of you for so long and trying to keep that focus. Uh, I think that's helped me with my uh, uh, with my uh, with my craft, with my skill set, and hopefully it only gets better. Take me through your other career. Like what I know you've mentioned so many incredible things already bomb technician hostage negotiator like tell me more about your job well uh in essence uh especially in canada they don't call them swat units uh because uh special weapons and tactics that's what swat is uh it sounded too aggressive to (laughs) the canadian uh, people so so they, they've invented, there's all kinds of names, all kinds, you know, an emergency response unit, uh, emergency, uh, like usually it's with an emergency and the response unit or uh, emergency tactical unit and uh, uh, emergency task force, uh, you know, those are in the film community, uh, at least in, in, in Ontario or in Toronto, they know the ETF. Mm-hmm. That's, that's because we're always on set for, for the pyrotechnics that I told you before. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're there. Like, uh, that's what we do. And, uh, and we're pretty much anything that's high-risk incidents or anything that the police needs help to resolve, uh, they would call us to attend. And that could be anything from uh, breaching a door to get to somebody that's in trouble. I mean, you have the fire department, but they don't know what's behind the door. So uh, they can't deal with, the, the, with in terms of, let's say, if somebody there with a knife or a gun or a bat or a hammer. It's not their function. Their function is to more of a rescue. Um, so anything from that to uh, people that are in medical crisis, uh, that uh, have some mental illness, that need some help. Uh, that's, that's probably, uh, we really specialize, we're really good at that. And that's just because the volume of the calls that we do, which uh, the unit that I was attached to, we're, we're probably one of the, I have to say, probably top three busiest in North America. Mm-hmm. Just uh, It's just we're that busy. And that's because we have a lot of tools of the trade. Um, uh, what else do we do? Uh, uh, violent criminals, uh, you know, somebody that's barricaded, anybody that's barricaded, uh, we would deal with that. Uh, high-risk prisoner escorts, hostage rescue, uh, warrant service. Um, uh, and that list goes on. I mean, I, I, off the top of my head, uh, um, you know, people armed with edged weapons, uh, uh, firearms, uh, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's just, and it's the fact that the, you know, there's so many people that live in this big city of ours. Uh, just the volume is there, and it's just really busy. And we're quite large. This is uh, the the one that I was attached to was the busy, uh, the largest tactical team in Canada. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's not a secret. I mean, you can 
kind of say, okay, well, which one is it? So now you know where I used to work. And, and I had a great career there. Um, um, the longevity that I had, and, and, and I can honestly say, not that I'm patting myself on the back, but uh, it's a very physical job. Um, and, uh, and I was there. I broke the record. Nobody has been there longer than I have, over 28 years. Uh, and that's because I went there when I was really, really young. I was barely a first-class constable when I got there. And, uh, and I was lucky enough that I was healthy enough that I spent my whole career pretty much there. Out of 32 years of policing, uh, over 28 was at a tactical unit. Mm. So I take pride in that and, uh, and blessed. I'm really blessed that, uh, you know, met a lot of great people, uh, saved a ton of lives and, and, and put away a lot of bad people. Mm. Um, you know, and sometimes it's the ultimate sacrifice that, uh, you know, um, that you have to do, but. You know, we look at it as we save people. Um, you know, that's that's what we do. That's the line of business that we're in. Did that humanity side of it, is that what drew you to this line of police work? Like, what drew you into that specific? Uh, I loved it because I was, um, you know, I, was a, I, I wasn't a high-level athlete, but I was very athletic. Uh, I, I'm not a desk person. I got to go out there and do something. Uh, I love teamwork and, you know, and athletes, they love the teamwork aspect of things. Um, and, uh, yeah, it just attracted me, um, right off the bat, it attracted me. Uh, and I was just lucky enough, you know, t- you know, they say in the movie industry, timing is everything. Well, also with this timing was everything on, on, and, and, uh, and, uh, when you want a specialized unit like that. And I was just lucky. I was just right place, right time. And, uh, and, um, and uh, yeah, so it's just the camaraderie, the teamwork. Uh, you know, I I still have a very high work ethic, and uh, and I'm very passionate uh, uh, about helping people. And that's what that's how you become a law enforcement officer. Anyway, it's just uh, you know you want to help people. That's what you do. You know, cops and robbers. Uh, you know, that's what we used to play all the time when we were kids, right? So yeah, that's uh, what attracted me to that side, and 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 I've been blessed. Uh, I really it was an honor to work for that unit for so long. So, is there anything else that you've noticed you've been able to pull from your career into now your career in acting? Any more transferable skills? I know you've already mentioned a couple. Anything else you've noticed? Well, the the, the well when I went into the the stunt work uh, that definitely uh, helped me with uh, being more agile and uh, and. Uh, uh, and the unit that I was in, I mean, you get physically tested on uh, on your on your on your uh, fitness level uh, all the time. And uh, you know, lucky enough, you know, we kind of get paid to work out every day, right? So I was kind of lucky, right? So uh, that definitely, from the physical standpoint, uh, you know, uh, keeps your body in tip top shape uh, for the uh, you know, it is hard standing on your feet for hours and, and, and running and doing the stuff that I used to do with the stunts. Uh, and, and mostly, and I, I really didn't get into the stunt world as crazy as some of the other stuff. Like I'm not, I'm a, I can call myself a stunt person, but a stunt man, but I'm really only with the weapons. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's my specialty. Uh, I mean, I can repel, I can, uh, you know, I ride horses. Uh, I rode horses also for a living a little bit, uh, jumped out of airplanes and I'm a martial artist, but I really didn't, my thing was weapons, and that's where, uh, you know, firearms, where I'm extremely skilled with that. But that's basically because of my job that I had for so long. That was a very high level. So from those are the skills that I run. But also, like I said before, the, the, the communication skills, mm-hmm. the negotiation skills, and, and, and being on camera is very stressful. 
some people that aren't aware of it, they, you know, like you said, they freeze, uh, they mumble, they forget their lines, uh, all stuff. They just black out, right? Um, but in my situation, you know, because of some of the high risk incidents that I was in, uh, and again, I can work at a very high stress level, but you wouldn't really, sh- you wouldn't see it. I mean, now you, I can talk about it, but I'm smiling. Um, but that's part of the, you know, when you're communicating with somebody that's in crisis or you're dealing with something extremely, extremely dangerous, um, the stress is there, but it's just, you know, uh, the pressure is there. So that helped me as well in the movie industry that I'm not really, I don't get stressed out. You know, I'm not, you know, my, my brain isn't foggy. It's always clear. So uh, those are the major, those are the main points that really helped me in the acting career. Has there been anything surprising to you about the entertainment industry now that you're kind of really heading into it? There are so many good actors out there. That to me was the most, uh, it is the most surprising. It is so competitive. And uh, and even though like, you know, the, the industry up north of the border, uh, it's good, um, you know, but it's, and I know a lot of uh, actors that have been in the industry a lot longer than I have. Like, I only went full actor, uh, it's been, what, uh, 10 months, mm-hmm. right? That's it. Uh, before that, I was a stunt actor. Uh, so it's not, you know, but I'm, you know, I'm kind of like, wow, it's so competitive. It's so, there's so many good people out there. And uh, and it's really, it's all about timing. And, uh, and, and like I said, all the auditions are really good, I'm sure, of everybody. Like, okay, you have some that are, you know, they're just starting, but most of them, they're, they're really good. But it's just, okay, well the image what are they looking for and and that's Mm. pretty much what it boils down to um and uh your representation and uh, yeah so but i'm I'm not shying away from moving south of the border either i'm really not my family's american um i have some pushback from my wife but um she knows the career that i chose uh, my second and i'm all in i am all in and i will hit it so um so I'm not shy from going south of the border either. If it's short term, long term, you know, it's all good. I was listening to your episode with uh, the Butchers, uh, the podcast episode, and you said something mm-hmm. that made me go, ha, like actually laugh out loud. Well, there were lots of things. It was such a great episode. But because what I think you and I've had a couple experiences in common where we've been asked to be the expert on set. And then your quote was like, the expert on set is not the expert, right? It's the director who will be like, you'll be like, this is what it's like in real life. And then the director goes, no, I don't want to do that. We're going to do that this way. And you're like, cool. What am I doing here then? All right. I'll just, you know, because so your experience with that, you know, I've done some of the medical consulting on set where, you know, we all see the shows and as people who actually do the job, we just go, oh, look at all the things that's wrong with them, which is kind of fun to watch and make fun of it. But tell me about your experience doing things like that. And um, I, I always kind of I always kind of laugh and I'm just sorry to ramble here a bit. But I had I was chatting with someone yesterday and he is a dentist turned actor but he looks like a Nova Scotian lobster fisherman. He's got a big shaggy beard. And he got booked to play a Nova Scotian lobster fisherman on the new Air Canada air safety video. They flew him from Toronto 
to Lunenburg, Nova Scotia. He met with two actual lobster fishermen to teach him how to lobster fish. And he goes to the director, why didn't you just hire the actual lobster fishermen? And the director says, well, they, they can't get directed. They don't take direction. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, it's really funny. I, I, I have been on sets where, um, let's say, they want to do something that uh, it's a little bit... Uh, they'll, they'll ask me, how would you do this? How would you approach this house? I think it was our first episode. Um, and everybody knew that a lot of the people that were out on that SWAT team, which was Rob's team, uh, it was Jeremy Renner's fix-it team, so to speak, um, they all knew what we did. And, and most of us were all uh, uh, SWAT um, on that show, and there were some military guys, and they're all super, super tight team. It was amazing. And they knew, but they would say, well, how would you do this? So I laid it out, okay, Taylor, this is how we would do it. Boom, 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 boom. And they're like, nah, nah, it's not going to work. And I'm like, okay, well, and that's where you learn to say, you know, be a sponge and say, okay, what would you, how would you like to do this? And I would try and, I would massage it a little bit, or one of my teammates would massage it to make it look better for the camera. Like, let's say if we're, if we're going towards a house, I wouldn't go where there's lights. I wouldn't go, uh, I would go in a line, kind of like from cover to cover, um, just in case there's people inside this house with guns, right? Um, but no, he said, well, we'd only see one guy. If you're going in a line, the cameras will only see one person that's coming towards him. So, no, spread out. So, okay, well, this, this is not really... Or uh, helmets. Helmets is a big thing with actors, uh, you know, they, because, you know, bad hair day, you know, there's nothing to worry about my hair because it's, it's barely hanging on. But... Um, yeah, with Flashpoint, that was a huge thing at the beginning. Like, everybody wore their helmets, and that was a huge series. That was, like, lasted eight seasons or something. Um, and that, funny enough, that Flashpoint was designed after my team. The consulting on that show was actually my team, Team One. Um, uh, yeah, and that's kind of funny how Hugh Dillon, that's how we kind of, yeah. Um, great show. Um but yeah, so they wore the helmets at the beginning, but in the, you know, the, the, the cast were complaining. Oh, they can't see my hair. They can't, you know, goggles. Oh, they can't see my eyes. So they took everything off. Uh, you know what? You got to work with it. I mean, the authenticity of productions uh, has gotten a lot better uh, over the years. Uh, you know, before, you know, they used to, you know, shoot with one, with a, with a, with a handgun uh, behind their back or kind of hold it in front of their face and... And, and now they've just gotten a lot better to make it more authentic. And I'm sure in the medical field, too. I mean, yeah, they, 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 they were a lot worse way back when. But now they're getting better because, you know, they want to be credible. They don't want people like yourself to look at this movie and say, that's not how it's done. And, and the same in my world and, and, the, and, the, and, the, and, the, and the SWAT world, military world. I mean, well, that's not how it's done. But you know what? As long as uh, you know, movie, you know, they want to sell it, make it exciting, and make it bigger than what it should be, and and there is a lot of skill to that. So yeah, you know, they would ask, but sometimes they'll take your points, sometimes they won't. But it's really uh, you know, up to the the big guy in the big chair, the director. So, do you get asked a lot or audition a lot for cop roles? Uh, funny enough, uh, 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 I do, but 
I actually, that's not kind of like what I'm looking for. Uh, I'm looking to expand. So because of my look and, and, and I used to have a full beard and I also shave this off a lot, uh, you know, uh, so yeah, I can go anything from lawyer to doctor to dad, uh, all the way to, uh, you know, of course, uh, you know, military things or SWAT things or policing, I can do that with my eyes closed. But again, they're looking for a certain thing. I mean, the, the audition is, is great, but it's all about the look. So, uh, but I do. My agent does do that. Uh, and, uh, but she also knows, uh, you know, that I can do other things too, which I'm totally cool with. With the acting coaching that you're doing, the acting instruction that you're doing with your coach, um, I would assume, and I'm going to make an assumption here, just because I'm thinking about some of the high-stakes situations I've been in in the medical field, high-stakes situations you've been in in your field, where you have to put a face of calm on, even though you're like feeling like, oh my God, but you have to put that face on and that in turn will make you calm. In acting, you have to flip that, right? You need to actually show the world the emotions that you're feeling, which is hard Mm -hmm. to do if you've been trained so much to do the opposite. How's that going for you? Have you experienced that? What's that been like? Uh, you know what? Uh, at the beginning, I was actually going a little bit too extreme into the mm. uh, movements and, and uh, more ex- my expressions. And as was just like too much. Whoa, whoa, okay, Shani, tone it down a little bit. I mean, you know, you're, <laughs> you're schmacting, you know, like bring it down a couple of <laughs> turn the volume down a little bit. So uh, I just love to perform. So, you know, it's a little bit more theat- theatric, but... You know, theater and, 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 and it's two different things. Theater, they, they don't see you. You're far away and, and so you can be a little bit more over the top. But cameras, they're like right in your face. So they pick up everything. So yeah, I love it. The transition, it wasn't easy, but, uh, it, it's manageable with some training and, uh, and, uh, and, and yeah, and my, like I said, my coach has been great and, uh, he's, uh, bringing me back down to earth and, you know, trying to, more grounded and genuine and uh so it's been it's it's a challenge i'm not gonna lie at the beginning i mean it is it's a huge skip people acting for years and you know going to school for years to get you know break in and some people make it some people don't well i'm pretty confident i'm gonna make it um but it's it's a lot of work and uh and uh yeah so uh it's been great but yeah the emotional side of thing and your expressions yeah but definitely you got to tone it down a little bit and bring it up a little bit and you got to find that medium like depending on the role you're auditioning for but yeah you just got to find it do you have any advice for anyone who's interested in switching careers into acting definitely don't step into this by yourself and think that you're going to make it overnight no way uh uh, uh it's it's such a it's a tough career uh, you need to put in the work. Uh, if you don't put in the work, you're not going to be on set. I mean, you're not going to be bookable. You have to, you have to work hard and people work hard for this. Uh, I would definitely, definitely recommend, uh, getting an acting coach, um, or taking acting classes in a group. Uh, my lifestyle doesn't allow me to actually attend, let's say, a a group, you know, it's got to be based on my schedule and one-on-one type thing. Uh, it just doesn't work for me, but uh, uh, just baby steps. Make your your goal, your expectations uh, small. Don't think that you know. Okay, you do your first audition and you sit by your phone or or you know and, and wait. Oh, you know, I'm gonna. I, I I hope I get this. I hope I get this. I hope I get this. And then they get disappointed because a couple of weeks go by and, and obviously, you know, maybe they didn't get it. And they're like, Oh, what did I do wrong? And they get all stressed out. And, and then the pressure starts to mount. 
no, have fun with these auditions. Uh, you know, uh, uh, um, it, it's work. You're you're auditioning. You're you're playing. You know, um, it, but it's tough. I, I'm kind of blessed, and I'm sure you are too, because I have. I don't have to wait tables. I don't have to go struggle and pick up another, you know, to, to make some income. And, and a lot of people do. Uh, so I'm kind of blessed that it's really, I'm not too stressed. It doesn't, uh, you know, if I don't get it, okay, well, they're looking for somebody else at their loss and, and, and on to the next. Uh, so I'm pretty lucky that I'm not desperate uh, where a lot of new people, they go in this and they're thinking they're going to get picked up right away. And they, and then they become desperate and then the disappointments there. And then they're like, Oh, what's wrong? Just work on your craft, um, be patient, um, and it'll happen. If you're passionate about it, go for it. Go for it. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. You know, if it's been two years and you've done, uh, you know, over 100 auditions and nothing's come your way, eh, maybe go into singing or theater or something else because it's, yeah, something's wrong. But, yeah, just uh, put the time in. Put the time in. Uh, work hard. Uh, it'll happen. So that's the advice that I would give to somebody that's starting new, kind of like myself, even though I was behind the scenes um, for many years. It kind of helped me, I would say. And you kind of mentioned a lot of interesting onset stories, but do you have a memorable, fun onset story that really sticks out to you from your time? Yeah, we. it's, uh, it's funny because, yes, I do have one. Uh, way back when I was working, uh, I was bodyguarding, uh, for a crew and it was a film festival in, uh, 2019. I think it was, uh, the pre COVID and I was working for Lionsgate for the knives out crew. Mm. And it was a really good movie. Um, yeah, so you had Chris, movie. Chris Evans. Yeah. Chris Evans and Daniel Craig had their own, uh, one-on-ones, uh, from the same company I worked for. But everybody else uh, was under my umbrella. So Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, Christopher Plummer, legend, J- uh, Tony Collette, Tony Collette, uh, Don Johnson, Arma Demes. Uh, you know, she was, that's one of her breakout movies. Uh, and so they were all under my umbrella. So little old Shawnee's got to watch these six people. But, uh, so they have the after parties after they do their red carpet, the after parties. So we go to a bar. And I'm in the lead vehicle because I have to look after all the uh, all the, uh, the the vehicles that come to this uh, this restaurant bar, and uh, and I go I come out and the doorman from the bar opened the door. Well, he reached over to open the door to one of my clients. So of course my hand goes paf. Hey, get your hand off that door. You know, no disrespect, but these are my people. I will open the doors. I'll make sure that the, cause sometimes the, you know, the skirts get hiked up and, you know, depending on how they're dressed, you want to make sure that they, before they walk out and all the cameras are going, that it's not embarrassing for them. So that's one of the things why I open the door, make sure they're presentable and then I take them out. So that, that, but then I hit it off with this guy, uh, the, you know, really solid dude. And he said, Oh, what do you do? And we got in. Okay. Tactical guy. When you retire, you know, we'll be in touch and blah, blah, blah. So, okay, moving forward. Now I'm a mayor of Kingstown. We're training for first episode. Now, the first episode was uh, we, we raid a house and, and we go and we shoot. Uh, we kill a drug dealer that killed one of the main characters, which is Jeremy Renner's brother. First episode. That's how the episode went. So we're practicing, and now we're waiting for the actor that's actually the one that we're, the drug dealer that we're going to kill. Um, you know, sorry for the viewers. I mean, uh, kill it. It's a, it's a movie. 
um, shoot or eliminate or erase. How's that? Yeah, the the person that we're going to erase, he shows up. And sure enough, I hear, Sean. I turn around and it's the doorman from that bar. Oh, my gosh. I said, dude. So we hug it out. And and, and he says, "Uh, yeah, I didn't tell you. I didn't have a chance, but I'm I'm an actor. And uh, and his name is Mike. Really good actor. And he was in the first episode. Unfortunately, we killed him or erased him. So he didn't move on. Uh, but he did an amazing job. But yeah, so anyways, so I met him on set while we're training and it was just a small world how that all happened. And, uh, and we are, we're friends to this day. Uh, I, I, I just actually uh, met, uh, funny enough, I did a podcast for him on Friday, the company that he works for. <laughs> uh, solid dude. Uh, we're really tight. And, uh, yeah, that was kind of like the funniest thing that most, most recent thing that I would have. And yeah, so we became friends, Roberto. That was his stage name on that one. That's uh, that episode. Um, yeah, that's kind of like what stands out the most, the most more recent. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was really funny. It's such a small community. And like Ugh. the community is for at least in my experience. And I know it's probably I know it's not everyone's experience, but everyone is so goddamn nice. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, you're right. Genuinely nice people. Yeah, uh, and that's 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 what makes you want to come back too, right? You know, you're on set for let's say a week or two, or maybe even f- two days. But uh, yeah, you get attached to to the cast that's there with you, um, uh, the crew, which they all work really really hard. Uh, you know, um, yeah, it's it's like every set that you're on, it's like family. It really is. You know, you get to know people, and uh, you know, it's kind of. Yeah, I, I, I enjoy it, and, and uh, I, I wish I started earlier, but, you know, better now than... What's the saying? Uh, never, better... Uh, there's a Better s- late than never? Thank you, thank you, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, I went foggy for, for, you know, yeah. Is there anything that you are looking forward to coming up? Uh, in terms of work, or in terms of, like... Uh, anything. Um, you know what, I'm really... Uh, uh, looking forward to uh, um, doing work south of the border. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to, uh, I'm hoping to go visit uh, another agency, uh, a management company uh, in Los Angeles, uh, uh, you know, and that's one thing. Uh, I did work for TIFF um, to do some bodyguarding uh, recently. And uh, so I connected some name. I, that was the only reason why I did it. It was actually to schmooze with some of these people that are coming from. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't mind doing the bodyguarding stuff but or the, the, the close protection. But I had something in mind that I just wanted to schmooze with people. And uh, and I'm really good at schmoozing. Um, why do you think I'm doing this podcast? Yeah, there you go. Right. So. So, yeah. So I met a person and uh, he said, you know what? I'd, you know, he had he was a talent uh, manager. Uh, but for uh, um, for people like like writers, uh, there's a name for it. And I don't know the name for it. But he said, Sean, just send me your stuff and I'll hook you up. So I'm actually looking forward to actually going down there. I told him I, I can go down there. I can meet you in November or December before Christmas. I can come down and, and see. You. So I still plan on doing that. Um, and then going to see what are my options for, uh, green cards. Uh, that's another thing that I mm. don't mind. So I'm working on that. And, um, yeah. And just, um, you know, I'm really busy with my twin boys. Uh, you know, they're, they're a full-time job. Uh, they're going to be seven. Uh, and, and I'm daddy daycare, right? So it's just me, right? So, um, 
I'm looking forward actually to spring, to be honest. I'm not a winter guy. <laughs> so hasn't even hit us yet, but I'm already looking forward to spring. Uh, yeah, it's just not my thing, uh, you know. But yeah, I'm just looking forward. You know, now it's uh, Hallmark season for the movie industry. A lot of that stuff's coming up. Uh, um, yeah, just send me auditions. I'll see what uh, what comes out of it. And then uh, then obviously, you know, it quiets down for a little bit. Uh, I am seeking another agency, uh, so I will be looking after that. Uh, I mean, she's been great, but, uh, you know, sometimes, I mean, people switch agents all the time. And uh, yeah, so I'll be, I'll be seeking out another... Um, uh, another talent agent, probably uh, in the winter, and then uh, we'll see. You know, I, I'm 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 excited to to see what, actually what comes my way, right? So I'm kind of now. Well, let's see what happens. You know, would your family describe you as being an actor, or what do you? How would they describe you? They can't believe it, to be honest. Uh, you know, they 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 look at me as a a grumpy, uh, uh, mean. Uh, <laughs> you know, SWAT guy or military guy, like uh, yeah, oh, here comes mean daddy, yeah. You know, they they they're 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 supportive. They they still don't really um, get it. They they like what happened? What 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 happened to Shani that started and finished his career doing this and went totally somewhere? You know different than what they expected they thought i'd be staying in like the you know uh like security or something like that uh, you know uh or teaching um you know something to that effect but uh, nope no i went right into some other career and uh and uh, and it's been awesome it really really has i'm so happy with it so uh we'll see what happens i want that chair do you have any final words of wisdom or advice? Uh, anything that anybody wants, go for it. Get it. You know, if you really want something in life, don't hesitate. Just go for it and get it. And work hard and, 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 and put the work in. Be passionate about it. Be respectful. Um, and, uh, and it'll happen. It'll happen. Don't be desperate. You know, as soon as you become desperate, you make mistakes, which mistakes are okay. Uh, just learn from them. Um, take advice from a lot of people that are in this industry, uh, especially in the acting industry, uh, even in my old career in the policing industry. Yeah, get advice, get help, guidance uh, to put you on the right path because, uh, you know, stay in your lane because as soon as you veer off, you'll get lost. Let people help mm. you. Um and, uh, and, and yeah, just enjoy it. Whatever you decide to do, enjoy life. And that's something that uh, for a long time I was in a, in a position that uh, I just have to help other people. Now it's my time. Now it's my time and, uh, and, 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 I, and I'm going for it. So we'll see what happens with that. I'll keep you posted. Keep you posted. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And thank you, Sean, for being my guest this week. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to share your story with me and with my audience. And thank you, Andrew Butcher, for introducing us. I so appreciate you. And Sean, I so appreciate you as well, too. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And I hope you'll join me next week for another episode of Second Act Actors. Bye. Second Act Actors is produced and edited by me, Janet McMorty. Theme music by Guillaume. Additional sound editing by David Studio. Additional video editing by Jackie Wadewer. Show notes written by Sarah Hopkinson. I record using Riverside FM. 
If you're interested in developing an interview-based webcast like mine, I highly recommend this platform. Shoot me an email and I'll direct you to the wonderful folks there. If you or someone you know is interested in being a guest, email me at secondactactors at gmail.com. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. My love language is words of affirmation, so compliments, constructive criticism, and feedback are always welcome and encouraged. Negative Nancys, Judgy McJudgersons, or Debbie Downers, unless you're Rachel Dratch, regarding me or my guests are not welcome. It takes serious courage to share your story with the world, so if you're tempted to negatively comment about someone else's story, please ask your therapist why you're such a garbage person. Save the drama for the stage. On that happy note, I hope you'll tune in next week for another episode of Second Act Actors. Bye! Bye!